uh, James sets us up. He's setting us up to understand, okay, there's levels that you must go through to get to here. And what he's doing is saying, look, okay, one of the first steps in your life as a Christian is to get rid of the junk. This is verse 21. Get rid of the junk and open yourself up to the Word of God. Well, good morning. Uh, God bless you guys. Uh, thank you for for stopping by and welcome to our kitchen table Bible study. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> anyway, we call that be, call it that because we're at our kitchen table and we're studying the Word of God, and that's just seems to make sense to me. Yeah. Does it make sense to you? I'm sure it makes sense to them, just hearing the title. Somebody, somewhere. So, uh, this morning, we like, we, as always, like to get started with a, with the, not a, but the verse of the day. And, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's word prep and there's always some humor going on here. Anyway, so, uh, our verse of the day this morning is, uh, as every morning, handled by my lovely, amazing, I can't even call her my assistant because she does probably twice the work I do. So <laughs> anyway, Nancy, what is our verse of the day? Verse of the day today comes from Psalms 86, 5. I haven't even read it this morning. I wanted to wait until now. <laughs> For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. Isn't it awesome that the God of creation is ready to forgive, ready to take care of us, ready to be gooder to us instead than we are of, to him? Instead of ready to <clears throat> wipe us out and just say, forget you all. <laughs> yeah. Despite... Despite the fact that we've given given him multiple reasons to do that, and he did it once. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but he promised he'd never do it again. Right? Not wholly, not the full earth yeah. sections here and there. He's kind of done too. So, well, it depends on the level of evil. He does not like evil. No. Which I don't either. So. <laughs> Anyway, God bless you guys. Thank you for stopping in. Uh, just before we go into our Bible study, which we're continuing in the book of James, a couple things. Um, please, if you can, like and subscribe uh, to our YouTube. We are also available on Rumble, and we're all over the place for podcast. The podcast and the videos are virtually the same thing. Support us first with your prayers. This is a legitimate ministry. We are tra trying to bring the Word of God and encourage those who are listening and following us to be in the Word of God. That's our point. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff too, but that's our point. Get back in the Word of God. Anyway, uh, BibleStudyLife at Yahoo.com is our email address. You can get a hold of us there for whatever reason just to say hello 
You can email us just to to ask for prayers, to ask for you know uh, your questions, you have suggestions, whatever. Mm -hmm. We have other videos out there. Um, right now, we have a series that is being developed. Video number one is there, and it is called "What Is Baptism?" and it is a series that's going to be three videos all together, and you can watch that on our YouTube page and our Rumble page. I think that's it. We can get into more, but I want to get into the Word. So so we're going to be back in James chapter 1. We're going to pick up, uh, we just finished off uh, verse 21 yesterday, so we're going to pick up at verse 22 this morning, see how far we get. Let's pray over the Word and ask the Holy Spirit to be the teacher this morning. Mm -hmm. Father, we are so grateful for your word. We are so grateful to know that you have written a book that gives us the guidance and the necessary means to understand you and chase after you and learn what it means to be holy and to be a child of God. This morning, we invite you, Holy Spirit, please come and teach us. Please come and guide us. Please do the revealing. Help us to understand. Help us to recognize the things that we need to know today. And we ask this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I, I want to do, since this is, this is a section, all right, um, a, a passage, if you will, that begins with verse 21. I'm going to go ahead and read verse 21 and then continue into the next paragraph. Ooh, look, there it is. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. The interesting uh, section, and we've talked about this before, how James kind of writes in, in a, a sort of a pro proverbial type of writing. It's not actually what you would call proverbs because proverbs typically you know they're they're like uh two or four lines or somewhere along that line they, and there's there's lots of technical terms for them but here's here's the thing uh james is writing from the position of a person who was very close to jesus this is james jesus's younger brother mm -hmm. now i know there's some dispute there i'm not going to get into it mm -hmm. <clears throat> so he talks about laying aside filthiness and wickedness and opening ourselves up to have more of the Word of God inside of us. Now, when he was writing that statement about the implanted Word, he was talking about more than just narrative, because remember, this is part of the New Testament, and it was unlikely that James had read any of the other portions of the New Testament, but he actually experienced quite a bit of it. But he was probably very knowledgeable in the Old Testament, which was typical for, for Jewish men of that age. But 22 takes us uh, a little bit further. So uh, James sets us up 
he's setting us up to understand, okay, there's levels that you must go through to get to here. And what he's doing is saying, look, okay, one of the first steps in your life as a Christian is to get rid of the junk. This is verse 21. Get rid of the junk and open yourself up to the word of God. The filthiness and the wickedness, that kind of stuff in our life, that's kind of the stuff that gets in the way of our relationship with God and allowing him to work in our, our, our life. When we're drawn from the world, we need to be separated from the world. Okay. In other words, we, we're not supposed to continue to live our life as Christians looking like the world. So in the in the process, we get rid of the junk, and in that in that as that stuff leaves, the good stuff comes in. That's the implanted word. And then he takes it a, a, a step further and says, "Now look, don't just read it, don't just know it, don't just hear it, but do something with it. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves." One of the struggles that we will have as Christians, especially in the day and age that we, we live in, is to know Jesus, to know about him, to do, to do the, the, the basics, go to church and that kind of stuff, listen to the Bible and so on, and then go out into the world and look like the world. And that's, that's a struggle. I mean, and it, there is a reality where we can just say, well, you know, I gotta go out there and I gotta have a job, and, I gotta, and, and that's absolutely true. We have to go and be in the world. Okay. Now, be careful when we start to talk about, you know, well, I got to go put up with so and so and all that kind of stuff. And boy, okay, we, when we approach, when we approach the world with, oh my God, those people are so ugly. They're just, they're just, just horrible what they do. When we approach it with that mindset, we approach it with an immediate separation between us and them. And what happens is we don't do the word because the word teaches us to love them and to bring Jesus to them. Now, if we're going to do that, we have to approach it with that mindset. We can't go out there and hate everybody out in the world because they're not doing things the way they're supposed to and end up, that's what we end up doing. Mm -hmm. We end up hating and that creates a bigger problem than what we had before. But, but, as we listen to the word and allow it to become implanted into us, the natural step, if the word is truly implanted us, the natural step is to do something about it. Mm -hmm. So he tells us at the end of verse 21, um, receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. So one of those, one of the realizations that we get with that is, okay, I have to have that to save my soul. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we say the implanted word saves our soul, we know that we're talking about more than just the, the written word of God, but also the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God when he speaks into our lives. And as we mentioned yesterday, Jesus is the word. Mm -hmm. So as we implant Jesus inside of us, he's able to save our souls. If that's the kind of connection we're getting, then it will bother us. And listen, this is real important. If we're getting the word implanted in our lives, it will bother us not to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it's not bothering you, check yourself. Mm. The implanted word should cause us 
if it's truly implant just just think about anything that we implant that, that that goes into us now of course we're talking about the implanted word into our spirit into our soul into not the flesh of me but the non-flesh of me so if that's the case then the non-flesh of me should be responding and this is where we struggle this is where we really struggle we go to church Somebody preaches the word, we're amen, and I'm, yeah, that's great, that's wonderful. And then we go home and nothing, mm-hmm. nothing ever changes. Yeah. You know, we still spend the most amount of time in prayer around the kitchen table. The word of God is still something that, uh, you know, just holds the bookshelf down. The, 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 the time and the opportunities to pray for people comes and goes. There's no witnessing. There's no. There's no displaying of Jesus in your life, and it's. It's. You're not purposely seeking to not do that. Yeah. You. You know. You're not actually going. Oh, I don't want to do that. It's just. It's not important. It's not implanted in you. Because see, here's what happens when you implant something into something. There's a reaction. If you implant a seed in the ground, it grows. That's the normal process. Mm-hmm. But here's here's a, here's a little tidbit with that. If you implant a seed into the ground and you don't water it, you can't expect much out of it. Right. So if we're implanting the Word of God in us, but we're not doing anything with it, it's kind of like that watering process. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens to the seed if it isn't nourished and taken care of? It dies, mm-hmm. or it stays dead. I guess <laughs> if you want to get, if you want to, yeah. you know, yeah. cross the eyes and dot the t's. But there's just a reality. I said that backwards, didn't you I? You did. <laughs> there's just there's just a, there's just a truth to that if we don't do something with the implanted word, it will die right where it's at. If we don't seek the implanted word, we'll never go anyway anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. But if the implanted word is truly in us, mm-hmm. there will there will be a, a cause and effect. You know, if you drop a rock in the water, there's going to be ripples. If there's no ripples, something something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so if we're if we're if we're receiving the word and allowing it to be implanted into us, there should be a reaction, and that reaction should be that you want to do something about what you're hearing, mm-hmm. and that if and and one of one of the side effects of truly allowing the word to be implanted in us is a desire for more just like the seed okay when we put the seed in the ground we're expecting something you know in a week or so you know it's starting to come up it's doing something and we're nourishing it and we're watering it and we're doing all kinds of stuff making sure the soil is good and all that kind of stuff pretty soon it gets bigger and bigger and a little bud comes out and then it opens up into this beautiful flower that's the expectation of implanting the seed if you're not Mm -hmm. implanting the word with an expectation for something more Mm -hmm. you need to go back and make sure that you're getting it inside of you and the way the fastest way to get the word implanted in us is to spend the time studying and having conversation with God. It always comes back to those three things that the Lord showed us, and we've seen it uh, in other ministries and other uh, ministers and stuff. We'll talk about the same thing. Pray, read, and worship. Mm -hmm. Those three things will change your life forever. If you can pray, 
read, pray to God. Conversation, man. Conversation. Conversation, man. What's wrong with you? Talk to God every day, mm -hmm. all through the day. Read his word every day as often as you can. And worship him in everything that you do. Yes. Whether it's your action, whether it's song, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That will, will, will shove that, that implant the word down inside of your heart. And it will begin to put in roots and it will begin to take form and it will pop out and you will become a doer of the word because that is the natural flow. That's good. If the implanted word is inside of you, it will naturally come out of you in in action. Well, that, that reason I was saying, didn't think about this the last couple of times we've been in this verse about implanted word is that the the phrase that I've heard several times over the years is is you take something that you you've gained knowledge and understanding of a, of a scripture you take that and you tuck it in your heart right you take it with you and that makes it easier to recall or retrieve it mm -hmm. when a, a situation comes upon and and you got I know this and you can bring it forward that's right. kind of the growth part <laughs> exactly it's it's become it becomes a part of us. This is this is the struggle that many Christians deal with uh, around the world, is how much of the Word of God is an actual part of you. Mm -hmm. You know, the Word tells us that the Holy Spirit will bring truth to mind as we need it. Exactly. And I don't know how many times mm -hmm. I've been in conversation or I've been talking about something or whatever it is, and a scripture pops up. And my brain is like, I didn't realize that I had memorized. And, then, and I'm not. I am a horrible yeah. memorizer. I don't like I, to memorize. I, well, I like to do it. I just can't. It just, I don't recall like I should. Maybe it's just old age. I don't know. But memorization is part of that process of getting it down deep inside of us and hanging on to it. So, all right. So we will pick up probably a little bit more verse 22 tomorrow. God bless you guys. Like I, like I tell you, if you need prayer for anything. If you have questions about anything we've covered or anything we haven't covered, let us know. Um, and if you want to support us, first of all, please pray for this ministry. And this ministry is called Bible Study Life, and that's what we do. We read the Bible, we learn the Bible, and we teach the Bible, and we encourage. And so our big part is to encourage others to read the Bible. That's our, that's our purpose. That's what we're here for. But if you want to support us in any way, let us know. BibleStudyLife at Yahoo.com. God bless you guys. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for being uh, joining us in this ministry. And we just ask that you continue to support us in whatever way you can. We love you. We thank you for stopping by. Have a beautiful... Oh, it's Wednesday. Yes. Yay. Week is almost half over. Yeah. Okay. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.